Federal politicians have flown into Alice Springs as the town embarks on a new chapter of alcohol reform. New liquor ban laws are set to be introduced to NT Parliament next week. That's six months after they suddenly were lifted. Assistant Minister for Indigenous Australians, Melandiri McCarthy, joins me now from Alice Springs. Um, Melandiri McCarthy, welcome to the program. Good morning, Patricia, and good morning to your listeners. And I just have to say, Chloe sounded absolutely amazing there. <laughs> I know, I was like, what are you not good at? And then now she's back. She's at school now, so we're happy with that. Now, I want to see that here in Alice Springs now. <laughs> absolutely. Now, it's been more than a week since the government received Darrell Anderson's mm. report. And days ago, the NT government reinstated alcohol bans. How mm-hmm. different is the situation on the ground now? It's certainly a lot quieter. Patricia, and uh, something I noticed uh, yesterday and last evening, but just listening to people who've been speaking to me uh, just in the short time we've been here. This morning I've gone out for an early morning swim and just to have a look around and speaking to people who are at the local swimming pool. It's just beautiful, actually. There's a really nice feel around the place. I guess today is going to be important to hear from families, individuals, not so much organisations. This this trip is really about uh, just listening to, to some of the family groups and individuals. The NT government says it will allow communities to create their own alcohol plans and to vote on them. Are women and vulnerable people in those communities at risk of being... Uh, harassed for their Mm. votes. It's a 60% Mm. threshold. What are your concerns? Well, I'm certainly not there yet, Patricia, I have to say. Um, Most honestly, I just feel that uh, we've got a tremendous amount of work to do before we even get to that point. Uh, There still has to be a sense of what does the future look like confirming stability and and security here. I think there's a lot of work still to be done before we even get to that uh, to the, to that discussion. So I'm not keen on getting to that point right now. I think that right now we have to just stabilise the situation. Despite the recent media attention, the issues in Central Australia are really deep-rooted. What mm. do you see as the biggest priority to address the disadvantage faced by First Nations communities there? I would look at it from a number of perspectives. One is that uh, we look at the broader issue, employment, absolutely, the community development program. uh, That is a broader issue that comes back to the sense of self and dignity at work, uh, what we can do in the outlying regions of not only Central Australia but remote and regional Australia generally uh, with First Nations people with that program. That's going to be an important one. Uh, In terms of directly here in Alice Springs, it is about working specifically with the families first and seeing what we can do. I know that Darrell Anderson, as the central controller here, is looking at a number of the outstations that surround Alice Springs, uh, seeing what kind of support we can provide uh, with the the money that we've uh, announced uh, in terms of supporting those families back uh, on those outstations and working with their children, but also deeply... Uh, focused as well on the health side of it, Patricia. Uh, the the fact that, and I've mentioned this in the Parliament, the fetal alcohol spectrum disorder is a significant issue, not just here in Central Australia, but in so many places across Australia with, with our children. One of the key recommendations of Darrell Anderson's report was for a needs-based funding. There hasn't been much talk about what the government will commit to. Will you be providing proper needs-based funding? 
I know that's been talked about. I have to say that uh, we can look at needs-based funding going into the future. But right about now, Patricia, you know, it really is about uh, stabilising and settling issues in Alice Springs itself, but also those regional communities. We know with the Aboriginal community controlled health sector that needs-based funding is is something that they have worked on. I'm obviously asking my department through the uh, through Mark Butler in terms of my role with uh, Assistant Minister for Indigenous Health to look at that needs-based funding that the Yarchos do and what possibilities there could be with other areas. But of course, that needs uh, conversations with other ministers who are responsible, say, for example, with uh, Amanda Rishworth, uh, all, you know, in terms of uh, family and domestic violence. There was a lot of tension at the last town hall meeting after the Prime Minister flew mm. in. Have those tensions in the community started to subside? Look, I have listened to a couple of people so far. Obviously, today is going to be important to hear uh, what, uh, what other uh, residents say. I do think that uh, from a meeting that occurred yesterday with First Nations organisations, and and I've just, again, need to hear more from them, uh, that people want to get to the other side of this, Patricia. It's so easy to create division and hatred and hurtfulness, but there is an exhaustion of that and fatigue from that. And what I do feel from all the people that I've spoken to, whether it's uh, in person or on the phone from Canberra, is that... They want to get to the other side of this. They love Alice Springs. You know, it's a beautiful place, uh, Mbantua country, uh, Aranda country, and Mbantua is beautiful. And people want that um, to be back where it was and, and to have hope for the future. So I do get a sense that whilst there are, you know, we've seen really horrid stuff over the past month or more, I do feel there is a, a sense of fatigue over that and people want hope for the future. Uh, they, they're desperately in need of hope, uh, and and this some of this, as we've said, is very intergenerational and deep rooted. Mm, Sometimes, mm. when people hear that word intergenerational, they think, "Oh, well, then it's all too hard. Um, it, it's so deep rooted." What's your response to that? Well, I don't think we should be afraid of something because it's hard. I think we have to be focused on the fact that it's always a journey. You know, life's a journey. And I guess I use my own cultural background as a Yanyogaro woman. You know, we are known as Liantawudiara, which means our spiritual origin comes from the sea country. And I, I take that deep sense of cultural connection with me. And when people say things are hard and I say, yeah, but you know what? Life is a journey. And the way we treat one another, the way we try and treat issues, we have to take it as that. And we can either go, it's too hard and walk away, and many people do, or we can go, you know what, I do want to see a better place and a better way, and I'm just going to hang in there and make sure we, we get there. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Patricia. Assistant Minister for Indigenous Australians, Melandiri McCarthy, you're listening to ABCRM Breakfast. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.